If you're gay, then you're gay. Don't pretend that you're straight. You could be who you are any day of the week. You are unlike the others, so strong and unique. We're all with you. If you're straight, well, that's great. You can help procreate and make gay little babies for the whole human race. Make a world we can live in where the one who you love's not an issue. If you're straight, well, that's great. If you fall in between, that's the best way to be. You've got so many options. Every fish in the sea wants to kiss you. Because oh. we're all somewhere in the middle. We're all just looking for love to change the world. Good morning, loves. Thank you for tuning in or streaming or downloading Blooming Out on WFHB 91.3 FM in Bloomington, Indiana. I am Melanie Davis, and I am sorry for that snafu on the sound. Uh, it was a fun little song, though, right? So we are in a different room today. Uh, we got moved from that one. For some reason, the mics just uh, uh, did something funny. So... Um, I apologize to anybody who needs to go to an audiologist because, uh, ouch, (laughs) uh, Cal and Justin are out today. Uh, Justin is at his monthly meeting and Cal, uh, is recuperating at home. So we will hear from them next week, uh, or else, no, I'm just kidding. There is no or else, but we are joined today by Mitch and Toplitsky, correct? That's perfect. Yay! I got it right. You did. <laughs> and um, Mitch, uh, I met at uh, Spencer Pride. We were attending an event there, and we just started talking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to come on the show. <laughs> um, yeah. It was the general meeting, right? The first time it we was met? The general, After the general think, meeting, yeah. and then we met the second time just last week? Two weeks ago, after the birding outing, we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> ADD brain, uh, time means nothing. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometime in the last year. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, tell us your, your day job and what you do and what you're, you know, just give us a little rundown yeah. about who is the Mitch. <laughs> um, well, the, uh, the short... Bio answer is uh, by day. Uh, my day job is marketing director at Morgan Stearns, so I know so many people in town know Morgan Stearns, and mm-hmm. um, and I've been doing that since the store opened. Actually, even since before the store opened. Um, in fact, before the doors opened to Morgan Stearns, we were doing, and it was during the pandemic, and we were doing um, online uh, author talks, conversations, mm-hmm. which I was which I was doing. So I was kind of in your role of, you know, talking to guests and, 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 and authors, um, even before the doors open. But yeah, I'm, so I'm marketing director there. So, uh, we, uh, promote, uh, everything that goes on in Morgan Stearns, you know, which we can talk more about. Um, but, uh, about three years ago, I stumbled upon, uh, the Spencer Pride Community Center. Um, but let me back up by saying I, I've also been a documentary filmmaker for quite a few years. And um, Just as an aside, 
Yeah. Well, oh, it, I happen to. I know. It sounds like. And by the way, I'm also actually. It was the main work I was doing for about 15 years before mm-hmm. I moved here to Bloomington uh, six years ago. And I moved here because uh, mainly because I needed a day job, a more stable day job mm-hmm. to get. And I found one working for uh, a nonprofit here in Bloomington called the Language Conservancy. Oh yeah, um, which mostly are people involved in uh, uh, linguist education and their mission is to revitalize uh, endangered languages, but I was hired to do the PR marketing. Yeah. Um, anyway, to cut to the chase here, I'm also doing a documentary project on Spencer Pride um, for reasons we will talk more about, but I just became fascinated by the fact that this community center exists in Spencer, Indiana, and while I continue to work, of course, for Morgan Stearns, um, on the side, mostly on weekends, you know, I, I go to Spencer um, and um, to record and meet people and ultimately wanting to tell their story. That's great. They really deserve their story told because they are such a, a surprise, you know. They're, they're this gem where you don't expect to find anything but coal, <laughs> and uh, if that. Yeah. So um, maybe just, you know, a huge pile of schist. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, been dying to make that joke for the past, but, like, 30 years. But that's not on one of George Carlin's seven censored It uh, is not. Censored words. So I, you know what? I said censored words. You said censored. It is Instead all of in your head. Spencered words. I think we've just come up with a new term, maybe. I think that needs to be, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, they they're they're great people. They've yeah. they've put together something amazing there. We we have um we have them on we used to have them on once a month. We're going to try to get uh Judy uh back in to to talk hopefully with some frequency. Um uh she's been moved back into the fundraiser <laughs> uh, role, so nice. uh which she is uniquely fantastic oh, at. Yeah. And uh, you you almost cannot right. It's like you know, I've support. only got spare change, but it's yours. Yes, I know. I've been I've been directly in her, you know, in her gaze. Yeah, and I'm good. And she's great at it. Great at everything. Right. Does. So yeah, and she just can't seem to quit that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it has a story that needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, consolidated and broadcast and put out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, a a decent amount of people, I think, in the community know about their um, annual Pride Fest Mm -hmm. that they've been doing at Spencer for, what, about 15 years? Yeah, yeah, I think. And there's been a few, uh, you know, usually the local, I think Indiana Public Media would do a a story about the Pride Fest. I've seen a couple of sort of short videos, documentaries about Mm -hmm. the festival, and they're good, and you can find them on YouTube. Um, but uh, you know, the, the community center, the story of the community center there is 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 that's not the whole story. It's much more than just that one time festival. Although the the festival itself is a great story. Yeah. But they're what they're doing year round is um, is is it sounds like a cliche, but it is a story that really should be told. And I know when I tell people about it, just what I'm doing everybody and i I have a good can i say this i have a good bullshit meter when When people are just being polite and when they're genuinely um you know intrigued yeah and um i know you know it resonates you know just the way we talked about at the beginning the fact that there's a you know lgbtq community center in this place yeah in and of itself gets people's attention and then when you start talking about you know how it came about and what they're actually doing and how they're bringing a lot of people together it's just all it's this pretty multi-layered and great right the the personal stories of people who you know come to just come to the center as kind of a refuge yeah um and and I'm sure you you see that when you go there mm-hmm. and they just come in and that everybody has a story to tell mm-hmm. and they're all um they're all tales of of kind of like triumph and it, it just if you haven't been there, I don't know why not. Hmm. Um, you need to go. They're on the uh, uh, 
uh, my directions are getting fluffy. I think they're on the, the northwest corner of the square in Spencer. So Yes. And uh they're they they've redone the front area. They have a lot more merchandise. They're they're a retail store. And, and they're a great place to just shop. And I think that's actually how some people just, you know, coming to Spencer mm-hmm. um come in the door for the first time because it's a, a great place it's a showcase for all these local artisans. Yeah. And it's a beautiful space. Um, you know, the first time I went to Spencer, it was because my wife and I were just taking a drive on Sunday and we wanted to drive around. This was about three, maybe four years ago now. And we just wanted to explore a little bit more of the area outside of Bloomington. And I knew a couple of people who lived in or had grown up in Spencer, so they suggested going there. And we, you know, drove and we turned off like 46 uh-huh. into the like square and the first thing i saw was uh the tivoli theater yeah you know this beautiful restored art deco theater which by the way is also going to be in this story they're pretty integral so they're pretty integral um and i remember saying to my wife oh, wow that's really cool what if that's like you know and there was like a line like uh-huh. like it's like a re- it's not a museum it's like wow that seems like a really nice movie theater and and then I turn the corner, and you know I'm on the square. And then I, I, and you know, you see the the municipal building, the city hall, and you know it's kind of pretty, you know. Yeah. And 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 then I saw, I always remember this. Then I saw like the Owen County Republican <laughs> office, and I said, yeah, okay, right. And then three doors down from that, about three doors down from that, I saw the, the rainbow flag. Right. And I'm like immediately like the juxtaposition of that. <laughs> interested me, you know, like, oh, and then, and it turns out like, that's kind of a metaphor I think, for a lot of what I'm trying to yeah. say here is that maybe people can get along and, you know, um, from different lifestyles or political or cultural divides anyway. But I see the flag, we parked the car and I'm like, wow, you know, it, I'm really surprised. Like I didn't expect that. And, and the building itself from the outside is very handsome. It's an old, beautiful, restored, building so i i it was a sunday that the center was open and i walked in i wanted to because because i'm curious you know? yeah and uh i walked in and the you know i and the first thing i saw was wow this is a great space i mean it's this beautiful wide open welcoming the vibe is really welcoming and there's all these cool you could see immediately all these cool like artisan mm-hmm. and art things that you want to like browse around. So, you know, if you didn't know anything more, you could just enjoy it as a great place to shop. Yeah. There was maybe two people at that time of day in, and one of them was this older gentleman um, behind the counter. And I said hello, and he was hello and very welcoming, you know, kind. And we just started talking. And it turns out it was Fred, who uh-huh. is the father of one of the co-founders, right? Yeah. Um, Jonathan. And, um, you know, we talked for like an hour. And, um, you know, this is, look, this is like, Fred was like this, you know, regular old, who's your dad? I'm like, even that was surprising to me. Like, oh, I didn't expect him to be like a volunteer, but yeah, great. Uh-huh. But he, in that one hour, he told me, enough about the history of the place and how it had kind of come together and how it had uh, attracted uh, people f- who were volunteering mm-hmm. to help the place. As an example, uh, when they were like painting the building mm-hmm. outside and it was like a kind of a volunteer effort. And he would tell me the story of people that they didn't think would ever come to volunteer like you know someday they just showed up with a paintbrush and the 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 message that i got i mean that we really talked about was you know this is what people in a small town can do they're your neighbors uh-huh. and they may not at first understand or know you or be, but sooner or later they just kind of showed up with a paintbrush and chipped in you know i don't know that really struck me 
that was the first time I went in there. And then, uh, in a kind of organic way, back in, mostly back in Bloomington, I continued to meet more people from Spencer mm-hmm. who had either grown up there or had moved there. And, um, and I started get, getting invitations to just, you know, visit. Um, one couple, for example, was uh, a couple that uh, kind of live in the woods outside of mm-hmm. the town. And uh, the Breedens, who a lot of people know, Bill and Glenda. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and just things like that. I kept meeting more and more, like, interesting people in that community. Um, and it turned out a lot of them were, well, everybody knew about the Pratt Center, and some of them were volunteers, and all of them seemed to be supportive of it. Um, I met Jamie Sweeney. Uh, well, actually, I met Jamie before I first went to Spencer. Jamie, who uh, runs the Juniper Gallery, mm-hmm. um, which is now just a few blocks from Isn't where it? we are talking. But at that time, you know, she opened that gallery in Spencer, and it was on the square. So that was another place that was like, wow, this is like a really cool art gallery here in Spencer, you know? So in a very organic way, I found myself going to Spencer and connecting with people there and enjoying it. And um, the initial idea to want to do a story Actually, it wasn't the focus wasn't going to be on the Pride Center. I knew that it was part of it, but my initial idea was I, I wanted to tell the story, uh, I guess, about the revitalization of Spencer and how mm. this town was kind of changing and coming back at a time when other local towns maybe were struggling or on the decline. Um, but besides that. It was my sense, and not just my sense, I mean, I was having conversations about this with people, that I was intrigued by the idea that, um, you know, for the most part, uh, people seem to get along. Right. They might, you know, conservative, more liberal, um, uh, you know. uh, It's not the narrative that you usually hear about in small town, rural, Midwest. Exactly. And, you know... Here's the thing. I, what, the turning point which really allowed me to start was I went back to New York City, where I'm from, uh, about a year and a half ago, and I met an older retired gentleman who I've known for 25 years who has been the executive producer of previous documentaries I've done. Mm-hmm. And he's always been the first donor or funder. And, and really more than that, he's, he, he was a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, and he really he encouraged me to do stories. He's actually, you know, he's an old. He was an older, white, conservative, retired lawyer. But we had a lot of things in common too, and we worked together well. When I met him a year and a half ago, uh, he he was having health problems, and he was spending almost all his time inside, mm. and he was watching more television. And he watches Fox News. And he uh, was getting more and more, um, he was expressing more anger about the state of the country. Mm -hmm. And we had these really interesting conversations. Um, I shared his anxiety about the state of the country, that is the growing divide. And, you know, uh, although I didn't necessarily agree on who's to blame. <laughs> but um, I started telling him about, um, and he was interested in my life in Indiana. Because, you know. What's it like on Mars? Exactly. And um, I told him that, um, I would tell him what I'm talking about now. I said, you know, well, um, there's actually a lot of good people that I've met here in Bloomington and in Spencer and and uh, it seems to be, you know, there's struggles and challenges. I mean, this is not a fairy tale story here, but, you know, for the most part, I meet a lot of people doing good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the case of Spencer, I told him about what I just was talking about with you, that uh, it's this small rural town, uh, I guess pretty traditional in many ways, but there's this pride center there, and I thought that was really interesting. And furthermore, I think the town is revitalizing, seemingly, 
Um, and uh, most people tell me, and I see that most people kind of are not, you know, uh, they're not debating national politics all day. They're trying to do things to work to, together to work together or to make their town better, or maybe to complain about what's happening in their town. But it, <laughs> their focus is on the town and how to make it better. Yeah. And most people seem to be getting along, and the town seems to be coming back. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, if you can do a story about ordinary Americans working together to make their town better, I'd be really interested in that. And I remember it word for word because, you know, it, he, he captive, he, it's like, oh, right. And he asked me actually that day, he said, what would you need? to do that story. And, uh, you know, if you're a documentary filmmaker and artist and somebody's asking how much you need to do a project, you know, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, however, uh, and his name is Peter. Um, Peter uh, and I have, I know how he works and how he communicates. So it's really a message of come back to me and <laughs> tell me what you need. I couldn't tell him on the spot. I said to him, well, uh, thank you. That's great. Um, I don't know exactly what the focus or the scope of this thing is. Right. Um, plus, I don't, I could, I'm not going to do this project myself. I have a day job. And even if I didn't have a day job, you know, I think filmmaking, storytelling, the way I've done it is, is a team. Right. You know, I don't do everything. So I said, Let me, I'm going to go back to Indiana. Uh, first, I have to find somebody who I can work with. A, a, you know, somebody who's more focused on production and editing. Right. Because um, I feel like I'm mostly the producer and director. And, yeah, I do a little bit of my own camera. But, you know, um, I don't do all of that, that those roles. Editing is a completely oh different God. animal. Completely different animal. I love working with editors. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned a lot, so much about filmmaking and storytelling from the editors. But I don't have the patience or time. or <laughs> I mean, there's too many other people who are really good at it, too. Anyway, I went back to Indiana. I told him I will. I need to first find somebody who I feel I can work with, and then I can come back to you, you know, and kind of give you a proposal on what I think we need. So it took me a few months, but I found somebody, um, a very talented filmmaker, um, and um, uh, I went back to Peter. Actually, I didn't go in person, but I, uh, we, we zoomed and, um, and I told him, uh, you know, I think what we need to do to start this project is I know we're onto something. I know we have a good theme. Um, I think in order to figure out what the focus of this is, um, I want to do what I would consider kind of like a research and development phase. In other mm -hmm. words, let me go over the next couple of months and do more interviews with people to try to identify, you know, the characters and the specific focus. Um, so can you support, can, can you help me pay for that? Right. And but the pay is really to pay one other person and pay myself modestly for our time to do this initial series of interviews. So that's what we did. Uh, two weeks after he wrote a check and sent it to me, he passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, which was uh, not totally unexpected because, as I said, he, he was in, in his 70s and had health problems. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it actually, it was painful. I didn't realize how much he mattered to me in my life. And I realized, you know, he was, like I said before, he was more, much more than a, uh, a funder. He was, um, uh, he believed in me. And, you know, we need people to believe in us. You know, to say, hey, I think you're onto something and let's do this. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of dedicating whatever this ends up being. You know, I'm kind of, I like telling that story. It's a way to remind myself how this thing happened. It, yeah. it wasn't just me. It was somebody recognizing what I was seeing or thinking about and then, you know, encouraging me, and then financially, yes, in the beginning, supporting me. Right. 
Um, I should say we've used that money, and uh, the next phase of the work now is I have to put my producer hat on, and, and I'll be fundraising, and uh, you know we're in the process of, we have a trailer, a three-minute teaser, and we're putting together a little web page, and you know, I've worn all, both hats, and I, and I like fundraising, actually. When I believe in something you know, that I get excited about, um, I like talking about it, and yeah. I like pitching it. So anyway, I'm covering a lot of territory there. But um, If you need help, there's this woman named Judy. I know Judy. Uh, <laughs> yes, Judy. Well, I think, you know, this is a, 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 quite a few people in organizations know what I'm doing and are, I think, wait, you know, they're waiting for me to, you know, ask to ask and meet up. And uh, uh, and that's really important in my main work over the next couple of months, um, um, because, uh, yeah, we, you know, we, we, we have to pay people, you know, to right. do it. and also, you know, um, now WFHB, of course, is volunteer, and I'm, uh, that's, I love that. Um, when I was younger and doing documentary filmmaking, you know, uh, you know, people worked for free. I worked for free. Yeah. You know, you're shaking your, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And I'm really trying to not do that. <laughs> I mean... Because I feel like it's important for us to, to because we need money, you know, to live right. and to feel like it's respectful. So even when I, I've had people in this community who, who would volunteer to help me with do things, I actually say, you know, I want to pay you. Like, I want to do this. And, and we do that in the bookstore, too, you know, where we pay people. Maybe it's modest. It's modest. But I think it's important to recognize and compensate people and not feel like you're just taking advantage of people. And I'm doing it for myself, too. How long have you been in Bloomington? Yeah. So I've been here six and a half years. Okay, so it hasn't kicked in yet. Okay. What hasn't kicked in yet? <laughs> Everybody just volunteers 90% oh, no, of the time. I know that. I know that. Um, uh, no, vol- it, this is not a creed against volunteers. Yeah, no. But in no, this no, no. particular case, um, you know... Uh, it, it's it's important. And by the way, you know, I another thing I did as as in my earlier days doing documentaries is I was the last person to, you know, to get paid. And often I didn't, you know, I wouldn't get paid because right. I had to pay the other people. And, you know, I was just so grateful to get the projects done. But, you know, in the end, you know, you spend a lot of time and you're like, wow, you know, uh, no, we have to act as if we're like we are professionals and doing something that has value and that people will be, you know people will pay for that and there there is a um there's an impact on the, the final product uh when you have a level of uh not just you know people coming together because this really needs to get done they have a passion about it but also like I can put more time into this because, mm-hmm. and I can dedicate more energy into this because uh, I don't have to go off and be like, how, how am I going to afford bread this week? Yes, and I agree. Uh, and also, when you pay people, it's not always the quality of the work. I mean, what I found is that I've had people who've volunteered or done deferred things where the quality of their work was good, but you, they can't stay committed to the project, right. understandably. So when you pay people, you know, there's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So I really, I, I didn't expect to be talking about this. You know, it's not the most interesting part of my story or the story of the project, but uh, uh, it is, here we are talking about it. <laughs> well, and, also, and I think also another thing is, you know, it does t- tie in with, the reality of living in Bloomington. Bloomington's not, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And people need money. I and need for money. somebody from New York saying that. You know, it's funny, if, because when I, in New York, I, I had a rent-stabilized apartment. My rent was low. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't need a car. Um, and uh, my cost of living was a lot lower. Um, so, um, so, yeah. It's, I feel more pressure here. Right. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one. No. So, you know, I, when I'm talking about money and getting paid, it's also, you know, um, it's for me too. I, like I tell my wife, I said, you know, I, I'm confident 
this project will be funded. Um, I put in paying myself as director producer in the budget. It's not even the majority, of mm-hmm. course. Actually, the most of your money is usually pays for the editor. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not just because I'm uh, on a soapbox saying, you know, artists should get paid. It's because, no, actually, I, we need more money. We need more income. Yeah. And if I'm going to be spending, in, you know, if this is my second job, you know, I don't have a luxury right now to just not earn more money. And, you know, the booksellers, the bookstore is uh, great, very competitive. They do the right thing. You know, they're very competitive here. But, you know, a book, an independent bookstore anywhere is, you know, doesn't, you know, it's not going to pay a whole lot. Right. So. Oh, I, I hear that. I, <laughs> I was telling you earlier about working for Borders. And even the people who had been, um, there's a gentleman named Tim Slongo. And he it was kind of uh, famous in the in in that world, and um, and he was an antiquarian bookseller, and he'd been there since store number three at Borders. Yeah, and he made by far the most out of anyone. So when they were closing down, they brought in a new general manager, and he was the first one to go. Um, and then anybody that made any amount of money uh, over eight dollars an hour was gone. Mm-hmm. They just let us go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was yeah. because, you know, they were shutting down. But mm-hmm. um, eight bucks an hour doesn't sound like anything mm-hmm. as far as income goes. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was enough to get, you know, mm-hmm. groceries. But, uh, yeah, so that is, that's that's heartening. I like it when, because I know a lot of artists, I know mm-hmm. a lot of producing, uh, people who produce uh, creatively, uh, visually and and mm-hmm. with music and it's uh it's a labor of love so mm-hmm. um so this is kind of both yes yes it is now oh and I want to mention yeah I, I a few minutes ago I mentioned that when I started working I found a filmmaker and I I want to say his name and thank him Henry oh. Malone uh, now I'm not working with Henry anymore Henry worked with me for the first year and then he moved on to another project. Uh, during a time while I, I was, you know, not working on the project because things were slowing down and I had my day job. Um, but I, I want to just mention Henry's really talented and I want to thank him. Um, I'm now working with uh, another uh, filmmaker uh, and his name is Charles Pierce. And mm-hmm. Charles grew up in Bloomington, actually, as did Henry. But Charles uh, lived in Austin, Texas for about 10 years, I think. Uh, and ran a kind of commercial production or agency, and he's he's kind of a went to studied media and filmmaking and graphic design here at IU, mm-hmm. uh, but he's come back to Bloomington, and uh, you know we met a few months ago serendipitously, and I uh, just want to kind of you know acknowledge him. He's been he's the person that actually um, edited this three minute uh, video teaser trailer. And gosh, I wish we had the website up so I could just say it online, but that's okay. We'll we'll come back. We'll come back. Um, and um, that was a key step. And uh, so, and he does camera, and he's kind of a, you know, he's he's produced and directed his own projects. So he's also kind of a a great partner to just talk about the bigger picture right. of everything. So anyway, it, the point is, it's not just me yeah. doing this. <laughs> Um, one of the things that we were uh, looking to talk about, uh, and that relates both to Spencer and to Morgan Stearns. Yes, and I do want to talk a little more about Morgan Stearns. Yeah, sure. uh, is the the band book mm-hmm. uh, project that uh, you're putting on over you're putting on over here, but it's also over there. So it's the Spencer Pride uh, Band Book Club. It's it's. Spencer Pride's, it's the Pride Community Center's book club. Uh-huh. When I uh, started work going there regulating, you know, started filming stuff, I learned about the book club. Um, and Julie, um, I'm forgetting Julie's last name. Judy, Julie. Julie, yeah. The founder and the host of the book club. We, we met at the community center. Um, and... First of all, I, 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 I asked if we could uh, help provide books 
we can sell the books, but at a discount in bulk. And we love, you know, being a partner and a supplier of the books. And we started doing that. So every month or two months when they have the band book club, they order them from us. Um, you know, we give them a discount, a good discount, and we help promote it. You know? Right. So it's great. Uh, so they've been doing the band book club at the community center and online mm-hmm. through Zoom for I don't know how long now, maybe a couple of years or more. I'm not sure. But last year, um, and I don't remember if I proposed it or Julie proposed it, but we, uh, we agreed to have one of the book clubs uh, meetups at Morgenstern's. Mm-hmm. You know, because, of course, some of the people actually live in Bloomington um, or they can drive over here. So we did that, and that was great. Um, you know, it was great for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then, uh, so, and we have another Spencer Prod Band Book Club happening next Thursday. Okay. Um, next Thursday at Morgenstern's. And uh, you register, I believe, uh, you, I'm sure you could just show up too, but you would learn more about the book they're reading and register on, I think, the Spencer Prod's okay. book club. Uh, website so um which is spencerpride.org thank you um so you know so when i started doing the documentary storytelling stuff it it laid out all these different opportunities for in a very organic healthy way for like the bookstore to actually partner yeah and support what the pride center is doing so the band book club being one way then last fall um is when the pride festival happens in october Mm -hmm. um i proposed uh that morgan stearns be uh, a vendor um and we did that Mm -hmm. and um we were one of the vendors during the festival with a big table with books uh and some other tchotchke things but mostly books and it was great. I mean, it was, um, we sold a lot of books, but, you know, more importantly, it was just um, uh, the people who uh, came to the, uh, for us who, who manned the, um, the booth, uh, loved it. One of them, uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Woods, who is our events uh, uh, director, organizes the events, actually grew up in uh, uh, Bloomfield. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was kind of like, wow, this isn't the way I rem-. You know, it used to be like there's something interesting and maybe more inclusive and tolerant happening here in this region where I grew up. Um, we knew, we met a lot of people there. Um, in fact, in the trailer, <laughs> it's funny, like we actually filmed, this is like in the trailer of our project, there is Morgan Stearns in there. And yes, I did that deliberately. I'm right. Giving a little <laughs> shout out to Morgan Stearns, but you know, it wasn't like product placement. It was like, this is real. Right. Um, another thing that I've noticed when we talk about the bookstore and connections between the two places is that it's amazing how almost every time when I go to Spencer and I do an interview or I'm just talking informally with people, it's amazing how so many times the conversation turns to Morgan Stearns because I'll often, you know, I'll introduce myself as somebody who works at Morgan Stearns and people, so many people there know Morgan Stearns. Uh-huh. Not only at the new store, but, you know, the old timers. Right. Remember the original Morgan Stearns back in the 90s. I remember interviewing one guy who uh, is a volunteer at the Tivoli Theater and, uh, and he tells me, and he's like a retired postman, and he tells me, yeah, I have like one of the original Morgan Stern chairs that we bought or you know, <laughs> we, yeah, at the auction. It's like that keeps happening. So there's like this interesting, such a symbiosis between the two places. Right. Um, but more, maybe most importantly, uh, I feel like the, the two places both have such a shared kind of mission. They both, when you go into both places... There's a common feeling. You feel welcomed. You feel warm. Mm-hmm. You feel it's there's a there's a you, it's just a uh, 
both places are just very warm, welcoming, inclusive. The vibe is very similar. It's like the community center in Spencer is like a, a hub, like a meeting place, right? Uh-huh. And so is Morgan Stearns. There, there's something about bookstores yeah. and the LGBTQ community because yeah. um, if you weren't of age to go out and drink um, back in the day, if you were searching for information before internet times, yeah. um, the bookstore was full of people who were genuinely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you get your, your comradians here and there mm-hmm. and, and whatever, but there are people who are interested in learning. Mm-hmm. There are people who are open mm-hmm. and open-minded. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like I was saying before, um, the bookstore I worked at, in Indianapolis, a third, a full third of the staff were queer mm-hmm. because it it's oftentimes, you know, a safe space. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, another thing, when we were, this is back in early 2000s, uh, we were able to put together, a, so we met earlier today as I'm walking out and, yeah, yeah. And as I'm walking out, we were back in the little uh, corner, mm-hmm. and I passed by the young adult books. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about this because of all the book bans and because of how the the discussions right now are about the G word, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and we're trying to still be able to reach people and to give this the sense of, uh, you know, it's, you, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and here are other stories because representation absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. And there's young adult section mm-hmm. and it was full of LGBTQ young adult books. Mm-hmm. And when I was at the bookstore, Julianne Peters is an author and she produced, um, uh, Luna, and um, Define Normal and a few others that were, she's a lesbian and she was writing just kind of uh, basic young adult books. And then she was like, no, I really need to start putting out books that reflect the childhood that Mm -hmm. I wish I had. And also in in Indianapolis, we had Outward Bound Books, which was Mm -hmm. a small independent bookstore. And it was a LGBTQ bookstore specifically. And people just came in and found a home. Sure. And so books, there's kind of a rush. There's kind of a like, oh my gosh, there's, there are stories here. There are lives there. This is a reflection of, mm-hmm. and it's not something that uh, is, is salacious. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very honest and good representation mm-hmm. and we needed more of those we mm-hmm. still need more of those yes um and you know aside from the actual books that we sell and the selection of them uh i think equally important or even more importantly the, the thing that contributes to that vibe of feeling welcome it's the people that work there mm-hmm. you know um you know the and 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 i would say the same about the people who you meet at the Pride Community Center, but I'm talking right now about the bookstore. You know, people are just genuinely friendly and, you know, in a real way. And they're smart. They know their stuff. They help you find books. They recommend books. Uh, But they are, um, you know, uh, really enjoyable, great people to hang around. I mean, and, and everybody says that. You know, right. and, and you feel that. So I think it's the people and the personalities that be, otherwise, you know, it, that if, if you only had a, a place to sell books, well, that would, people would come in. Yes, that would be a good service. But, you know, it's the people and the way we interact. And uh, that's what I really like. Uh, we don't, I, I, you know, I asked Matt Woods, Earlier today, I said, Matt, I'm going to come on the show, and uh, I want to make sure I don't forget, you know, to mention anything uh, obvious. Uh, how would you 
talk about our stance towards banned books. And he said, very, very simply, you know, we do not censor. Mm -hmm. There are books that we sell that you might not, well, for sure you wouldn't want to read or own, and you might kind of even like, what is it doing here? Uh, But we don't censor. We, you know, and that's the key thing. We're not trying to push any one agenda. Right. We, we want, we don't censor. That's that's the importance of, of being open and yes. having being yes. able to dialogue and being able to, you know, when you live in a bubble, mm-hmm. uh, your brain doesn't expand. Right, right. And so for me personally, that that really I really like that. You know, um, you know, growing up in New York, where you know, it's uh, it's a very culturally and diverse place and you know i would say pretty you know, i have to explain <laughs> what that is like you know for me um for example even though I'm a, I'm a i'm a i'm a straight white man you know being in a predominantly white straight culture here uh, and, and more conservative maybe more religious mm-hmm. um, is actually somewhat different for me but i want to be equally welcoming you know and tolerant and, and welcoming to that community yeah. as any other kind of demographic you might, you know, come up with. E- even today, after we met, um, I was in the cafe and uh, behind me was a woman who had a little um, nice looking camera on a tripod and uh-huh. I, I was got my attention and uh, it turns out she started a YouTube channel. She's a graduate student and she's starting a YouTube channel. I'm going to have to tell her, I'm giving her a big shout out here for your YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, although I don't remember the name of it at the moment. But uh, yeah, and we started talking and, you know, uh, she had a great story. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I recorded her story. And one, one of her stories is that she overcame a lot of hardship in her life. She grew up in Indiana. Um, That's one hardship? <laughs> you said it, not me. No, no. I... But, um, you know some really, really, um, you know, personal, devastating things that happened in her yeah. family. She's kind of opened up to me. Uh, but she, uh, you know, she found, uh, she, she um, uh, really turned to, uh, turned to God, uh-huh. you know, uh, and she's a, she's a Christian. And there were some books that really helped her that came from a kind of Christian perspective. And she, we walked over and she showed me that and we talked about the books. And I just loved uh, we had that connection. You know, now mm-hmm. these are not books that I personally, I'm not Christian and I'm not, uh, I, I wouldn't know to look for them or read them, but I love that I could make a genuine, heartfelt connection to her because we have so much other things in common. Right. You know, we all, exp- we, we go through hardships, we need support, we find, you know, we find the things that nurture us, that support us, and right? It's like the hero's journey. Exactly. And Morgan Stearns is a place where she, um, you know, through, partly through books and partly because of the, the atmosphere that's there, um, you know, helped her. And, like, I was really, um, yeah, I really, like, was glad that I could get to know her, you know. So it's just a small example of how we, you know, we welcome and enjoy everybody, as long as you're, you know, you're kind and you're smart and you're interesting and we can respectful, we can yeah. respectful all that stuff. Um, I don't want to. We have a little bit of time left, but um, I so I don't so that the book club is on Thursday. Okay, so next week, yeah, we have the Spencer Pride book club. But the uh, the big event that we're doing next week that's directly involving the Pride Community Center is on Tuesday at six thirty. Um, we're hosting a talk with a first-time author named Jim Fielding, who uh, is actually a board member on the IU Community Foundation who went to school here, but he's a, a kind of a corporate leader uh-huh. in the business world. Um, and he's written a book on being uh, on queer leadership. Um, and I asked Jonathan Baelish, the, uh, one of the founders and the president of Spencer Pride, to uh, uh, moderate that conversation. 
Great. So we're going to be bringing, I expect to see a lot of Pride Community Center members and friends and volunteers there. And I think it'll be a really, really interesting conversation. I'll be there. So Yeah, what time is that? So that's 6.30. Um, the thing to do is to go to the Morgan Stern Books website okay. or our Instagram page, morgansternbooks.com, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll find the schedule of that in all the events we do. We also do our weekly story time mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings at 10. Um, and uh, tomorrow night, we're doing, I'll leave you with this, we're doing a talk Friday night on uh, the 75th anniversary of uh, a book on uh, male sexuality put out by the, kin- by the Kinsey. Yeah. So we do everything. That's and I thank you. And so your news much. director went to the book club last night. He's standing here, right? That's how everything comes together. Hi, Cade. Hi. <laughs> uh, Cade is Cade is not. Uh, he's he's hanging in the background, uh, waiting to to wrap things up, uh, which I'm going to do. I thank you so much, uh, Mitch, for coming in, and and telling us the story and uh, creating these stories. And I can't wait to keep abreast of this project. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation, because as you could tell, I I actually (laughs) get on a roll, and I love talking about You have a lot to say about it, so yeah. And you were very kind to uh, and attentive to to give me a a platform and let me jabber on about all this stuff. Aren't I? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. I never toot my own horn. So, um, no. Uh, I want to mention also support for Blooming Out is brought to you by out by Blooming Foods Co-op Market, uh, Blooming Foods community-owned cooperative grocery, uh, supporting local farms and businesses since 1976, owned by over 8,000 residents across this county and beyond. Blooming Foods offers local, healthy, sustainable, and environmentally sound products. Blooming Foods East is located at uh, 3220 East 3rd Street. And Bloomington Foods West is right up the road here at 6th Street near the square. Um, <sighs> Blooming Out is production WHB uh, Community Radio. See, I don't even do this part normally. Uh, and produced by me and Cade Young. Our engineers are Cade Young. And Alyssa Gray is coming back at some point uh, for Blooming Out. And WHB, I'm Melanie Davis. The Constitution, a noble piece of paper, with free society, the struggle but they died in vain, and now democracy is a ragtime on the corner, a hope and false rain, that look like it all.